You're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Oh, hello there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man fully nude from the waist down, who's currently shoving his boner into a moldy, floppy jack-o'-lantern. That's Jeff Clark. What's up, y'all? And transmitting to us from a research base in Antarctica, the bearded booger-eating thing known as Shuddy Boy. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're back with that shit again, huh? Well, yep. We just started watching season one over. Uh, season two comes out on the 17th of this month. Man, I am fucking Tiger Kinged out. I don't know I what could happen in season two that would get me to watch it again. Season two is him calling from jail, uh, the douchebag couple that... um. Stole his zoo from him, essentially. Carol Baskins and her her cuck husband. Yeah. <laughs> Family trying to prove that she murdered Don Lewis. Still, I mean, the trailer looks looks like it's going to be nuts. Okay, uh, I can't imagine that it completely captures the magic of the first part, but I'm you know I'm on board for it. I'll let I'll let you be the judge. You can watch it and tell me if anything interesting happens because I have completely lost interest in that shit. Well, Kevin, I'll tell you what. How many how many tiger dick tiger king dicks does Shuddy have to suck, or do I have to suck to get it on your radar? Like we can't do this as a group project. I love group projects. I do too, but can't we pick a better one? Like I just don't give a fuck. Let's just bang it all out in one day. We'll call it tiger queef we'll get some photoshop work done and and we'll just put <laughs> out a, a fucking 10 hour podcast new patreon show <laughs> well i will say uh, a um a puminati fad that is still going strong unlike tiger king which has run out of steam is shuddy's cough which happened years ago i believe shuddy's cough drop <laughs> cough drop happened when I still lived at my first LA apartment and I sort of oh, forgot about it. I didn't play it for a while. And then when I switched the, uh, the soundboard software and everything got reloaded and I was sort of trying to rework things, I found it again. I'm like, Oh yeah, that is a funny drop. I should play that more. Um, to refresh anybody's memory. Here it is. <laughs> and then Dom during what the fuck did I just watch had his. <laughs> I actually went back and pulled a longer clip so people could hear it in context. So without the great uh, theme that uh, Bando Cody made, here is, with context, Dom mocking Shuddy's cough. What's up, everybody? This is Shuddy Boy. Dom. <laughs> 
It's my first time smoking pot, guys. Sorry. <laughs> so somebody on our Patreon, uh, hold on, I wrote down his name. I think I think it's Jacob. Uh, yeah, Jacob on our uh, Patreon podcast we did last week said, Shuddy's cough sounds like the Final Fantasy win music. So I don't know. It's yeah, it's a it's a very very popular video game franchise. That Final Fantasy win music is actually the ringtone on my phone, but I pulled I pulled that Fucking so people nerd. could hear it. So here's Shuddy's cough again, <laughs> <laughs> and here is oh no, it didn't switch. Here is the um, Final Fantasy win music that that guy that Jacob pointed out. So I don't know if you can hear it. So I took I took it upon myself to chop up Shuddy Boy's cough and put it over the Final Fantasy win music. <laughs> Once you have them over each other, you kind of hear it. Yes. Yeah. I thought it played well. You're... <laughs> You're like a uh, audio production savant, aren't you? It's crazy the ear you have for this shit. That it's wasn't me. And... Fair enough. That's true. That was I'm Jacob. surprised you didn't pick that up. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you're just looking at things too close. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta take a step back, like Jacob from our Patreon did. <laughs> Analyze things from a distance. Yeah. Good job by him, though. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yep. This one's for you, Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) So what? That was really important. We needed to do that. Thank you. Yeah. That was worth whatever I was going to do at the beginning. Not happening. Well, should we just get right to it then? Yep. Let's do it. I believe we have some. Mad Scientist Party Hour. Breaking news with Shudder. You know it's important Saturday, when it gets that. November 20th, 2021. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. MSPH Wrestling X or 10. Dom just said this is the name. He didn't say if I should refer to it as X or the Roman numeral. So that's up for in the air. Uh, we'll be on Dom's Twitch channel, www.twitch.tv slash DomV311. We've got some new signees to the roster to announce, starting with uh, the $11 trillion man. Oh, yeah. Paige Van Zant. Wait, what? Paige Van Zant. I was hoping that one of you guys would know who that is. Paige Van Zandt, isn't she she's like, like a, a UFC hot fighter? MMA chick. Oh, on Google, I, I think I know who that is. Yeah, she's an MMA uh, fighter, and she's Bill Jackson Jr., our Photoshop guru. Oh, nice. Yeah, he deserves. And, and the two, I think, premier signees in this class. No offense to any of the others, but we've got uh, Crap and Catherine, aka Pooping Kathy. 
Whoa. Poop and Kathy, if you still listen, we haven't heard from you in a while. I would love for you to call in and, and poop on the phone for us. Or just join uh, join us for the MSPH Zoom call. For MSPH Wrestling X Zoom call. Oh, shit, oh, sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Kwame's... Kwame's hot sauce made the goddamn roster. Yeah. Oh wow. Is it just gonna be a bottle? Uh, I'll send you guys the. Wow. Oshido.com. promo code Puminati at checkout. O a nope. O h s h i t o dot com. Holy shit! Kwame's gonna be pumped on this. I'll have to get him on the Zoom call too. And then we have, starting the match uh, announcements, there's an eight-man ladder match. Winner becomes the number one contender for the MSPH Hardcore TV Championship. We've got Blaine Voorhees versus Throbby the Law Lawler versus Jean-Pierre Frenchie <laughs> versus JJ from BA versus Butt Package versus Gorilla Jaw versus O'Pete versus Boognish. Jesus Christ. Uh, then we have a fatal four-way cable elimination match for the women's Money in the Bank briefcase with Allie Muffin taking on Paige Van Zant, Jen T, and Red Rage. Little mama. Then our first title defense of the evening, we've got Rent Rent defending her belt against Curvy Beer Girl and Pooping Kathy. Oh, my goodness. Great. Now I have to explain to Rent Rat who Pooping Kathy is. That'll be fun. <laughs> and then, uh, we have a fatal four-way match for the MSPH World Heavyweight Championship featuring the late, great Bat Dad cashing in his money in the bank, Dookie Boy the Cocksucker, Bat <laughs> Dog Collar, and Spat the Snow Bastard. It's been a long time coming for me, fellas. Uh, there will be an all-new arena with arena artwork designed by Bill Jackson Jr. Dookie and boy, more the matches will be revealed in the weeks leading up to the event. Cool. That's wait. exciting. I mean, I'm, that, uh, hopefully Kwame can get on the Zoom because uh, I'll be at my cousin's wedding, so I won't be able to be there. Oh, no. Yeah. What a selfish cousin you have. Jesus. <laughs> I say it should be on at the reception on a big screen and everybody can watch. You guys have a TV here? I got I to gotta throw on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm competing. Guys, you don't understand. My girlfriend is fighting Pooping Kathy and Curvy Beer Girl. And Oh Shit Oh Sauce is going to be in it. <laughs> Did I mention Dookie Boy the Cocksucker? Is Rant Rant going to be cocksucker. at the wedding, or do we got to send her the Zoom invite? Is yeah, she going to be there she without you. The yeah, she, she might have to be in my be in my place. <laughs> All right, she cool. might have to be. She has to be your proxy. Yep. Yeah, she'll be pumped about that. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> Shout out to Dom. Always does a great job. Little Mama is. <laughs> you can tell Little Mama is pumped for it. Yeah, she looks really excited. You get to fight Blorp again. I think this is like the third time you're fighting Blorp. <laughs> watch out for watch out for those little mama farts. Oh, She'll aim man. right for your mouth, Blorp. 
I pulled it. She's been farting like crazy lately, but I pulled off a rare feat and I farted her ass out of my bed. It was great. <laughs> oh so I was God. lying on my stomach and she wanted to get in between like my legs and nestle up there. But, you know, I was on my stomach. So my ass was up and I farted so loud, so viciously, so stinky that she just walked out of the room. And that very rarely happens. Like you, I mean, you know, she's a dog. You can just fart right on her. Nothing matters. But this one slightly fucked up her afternoon, and she bolted for a few hours. I was proud. He's playing farts. I can't. I can hardly hear it. He looks very proud of himself. Whatever he's doing, because I can't hear it. <laughs> right now, it's for an audience of one. I think he has like a fart track on loop right now. An audience of one plus the entire Puminati, but by all means, you two chuckleheads keep keep going over it. Ooh, he's no, saying, I mean, no, we can't I, sell your joke and laugh at the drop because neither one of us could hear it. So yeah, right I meant now, that right moment, this very second, it's for an audience of one. Yeah. Jeez, Kevin. Someone's sensitive, right, Shuddy? Yeah. You make one joke in the Easter egg about fucking his mom, and he just is real mean to me. The rest going to be real mean to me the rest of the day. Oh, it's God. Birthday, Shoddy. Let's just say sleeping with his mom. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> yeah, making whoopee, Shuddy. Laying some pipe. Or shall I join you in your perpetual pearl clutching? <laughs> Well, I played a really sweet fart drop. Yes, you guys will have to go back and listen. Yeah, I don't know why um, Zoom doesn't like conveying all of the um, the iPad audio. Like I know when I when I edit the videos together to put it, put the episodes up on YouTube, the theme song doesn't really show up over Zoom. Shuddy, what are you? Are you grinding up like all of your weed in advance? Uh, well. Yes, I am, uh, because I'm for the Patreon. I may or may not, uh, according to the state of Pennsylvania, illegally use marijuana. Well, don't you have a medical license? Yes, but it can only be vaped legally. Oh, okay. So the volcano is legal. Burning it is illegal. So you're going to hop on the... Good foot and do the bad thing. I love it. Tune into our Patreon. And uh, if you aren't subscribed, why don't you give us a look? Don't we have close to 900 posts in like the do three we? years we've been doing Patreon? And um, I want to say at least like 750 or 800 is like legit content. We don't just put out like random, like, I don't know, announcements or posts that don't have some sort of like entertainment attempt at it so they're few and far between sometimes there's maybe like 10 at most over the the last three three and a half years where put out a random poll yeah or Or, or, uh, put put the link for msph wrestling or something like that yeah nothing crazy sorry kevin i stepped all over you oh i almost accidentally started playing the the eleven trillion dollar man's uh, slam poetry. 
<laughs> but while we're speaking oh, about God. Patreon, I do a little show over there that's been on a bit of a hiatus. Well, I mean, you just took a season off. Or yeah. You're in between seasons. Shuddy, when we, when we take a break for a Patreon show, it's called a hyenas. Oh, okay. I took a hyenas <laughs> uh, from doing the soda jerk. Uh, and thanks to our friends over at Pepsi and more uh, precisely the Mountain Dew division, uh, I did see a new Mountain Dew flavor that I had to assess for the Puminati. Um, typically, if I am lucky enough to find a new flavor of Mountain Dew in the wild, I will buy a 12-pack of it. However, this one, I refused to. You because... sent a photo of it to us in the group chat, and I don't. I find no fault in your judgment, Shuddy. You made the right call. Uh, because for some reason, for the holiday season, Mountain Dew has decided to do a gingerbread Mountain Dew. So it's called Ginger Snapped. And why is it cloudy white? They couldn't dye the liquid a better color? What would you want it to be? Yeah, you want it gingerbread like brown? brown? It's like poopy. It's like poop water they brown. They did this. Yeah, you're right. Let's, go, with, let's just go with cum have, white. They have Arctic Frost. Which is one of their flavors that's this color. The voodoo for Halloween was this color. That's weird too. I feel like so, it should have been black. Um, but I am not I'm not a fan of gingerbread flavoring. I'm kind of like with you. Gingerbread at all. And do with a blast of artificial gingerbread flavor just does not it doesn't sound appealing enough to me that I would have wanted to commit to a 12 pack. Jeff, you like gingerbread? I think I do. How different is gingerbread than like snickerdoodle? I think they're pretty much similar. No, they're taste. very different. Snickerdoodle is cinnamon sugar. <laughs> Gingerbread's not close to cinnamon sugar? No. You're thinking like graham cracker, cinnamon graham cracker at best. Fair enough. Gingerbread I don't, I don't, I don't. tastes like if you if you chewed on Willy Wonka's underwear. Okay. Like, sure, it's it's sweet. Send me back. But it's fucking funky. I don't have. I feel like I feel like they've had gingerbread Oreos, or I've had gingerbread cookies before that have been pretty good. Um, I I didn't like grow up making gingerbread houses or having gingerbread. That often. One time we made a gingerbread house, and I tasted it, and I hated it, and have never eaten gingerbread since. For some reason, I have a I have somewhat of hope for you and and this gingerbread mountain dew because i know you're you can mountain smell dew the ginger in it it the the mountain dew it, the smell of the mountain dew with the the ginger almost makes it smell like pledge like the the furniture polish i love that you're drinking it out of a wine glass like that somehow classes it up it's a soda jerk glass all right, going Kevin, in for a second step. Class. It's not as bad as I expected it to be. However, it is a bottom tier Mountain Dew. Off the top of your head, how many Mountain Dews are in the power ranking? How many flavors? Do you want it off the top of my head or do you yeah. want the actual answer? 
<laughs> I, the actual answer. You have okay. a soda jerk. You're you have you jerk. have a Mountain Dew spreadsheet. Sure hope so. I have a queef or no queef spreadsheet that I'm working on. <laughs> soda jerk scores from season one. So I have my baselines at Baja Blast at a 95, Mountain Dew Throwback at a 93. Uh, regular Mountain Dew at a 91, along with Major Melon, Code Red at a 90. Um, the Baja Flash and the Baja Punch came in at a 92 and a 91. So many Bajas. Uh, Passion Fruit Frenzy, which is a New Zealand Mountain Dew, uh, was a 77. That's the lowest prior to this which i would put this at a 73 see i would expect passion fruit frenzy to be well done were you disappointed by that one or did you not have high hopes for it no i was disappointed by that one that was one of the first ones i did on the soda jerk though so i might have to revisit that i do like that mountain dew consistently puts out new flavors like it's not overwhelming like you can it tastes like gingerbread absolutely like it tastes like it's absolutely it's a dessert mountain dew for sure this isn't a mountain dew you drink with a savory meal this is you know this is like your nightcap at the end of the night kind of mountain dew it's like mountain dew port exactly (laughs) exactly um I know it's going to be served after the anniversary dinner at Casa de Shuddy. I would put this at a 75, right? That's what I said. Is that what I said? said? What did I, I thought say? you said 73. 75 73. For passion fruit and then 73. 73. Sorry. Pa- passion fruit is 77. Um, the only sodas that have scored lower than this are Solo Banana, which is an, uh, a foreign soda as well. And then Dr. Enough, which was a soda I got at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> is that like is that like a a dollar bin Dr. Pepper? No, it's um, actually made by the company who made Mountain Dew first. Oh, weird. Uh, Dr. Enough was bottled by the Tri-City Ugh. Beverage Company in Johnson City, which also Johnson. Uh, bottled Mountain Dew first. Uh, but it was supposed to be, it's, it was a lemon-lime soda, but it was n- not as sweet as Sprite or 7-Up. Like, it was, tasted like dirty gym socks. Hey. I'm surprised that the Mountain Dew you're currently drinking doesn't taste like dirty gym socks. It it actually doesn't. I'm gingerbread is fucking the flavor of monster grundle. Yep. Well, while we're while we're doing that, I also have the gingerbread Oreos. Oh my god! Which, as I said in our group chat, if there's any way that I'm going to actually enjoy gingerbread, and somebody got to them before me, oh so no. There's a whole so they they can't be that bad. There's a whole sleeve gone, essentially. Yeah. So, what's the uh, cream? Is it your standard Oreo cream, or is yeah, it it's like- a gingerbread flavored cookie, uh, and the cream with crunchy sugar crystals. 
There so. we go. I'm curious about the cream. <laughs> well, for the red velvet Oreos, they have like a cream cheese frosting. I don't know if you can see because of the sun. Yeah, it looks like there's some flecks in there. They're red. Oh. They're not coming up like it's a, like so maybe it's a peppermint candy. Yeah, which bad. I would assume based on you know now that we're out of spooky season. Not a horrific it's, pairing, I, I would imagine. What do you call this Christmas season or holiday season, Kevin? Um, I call it shutty season. It's holiday season until Thanksgiving, then it's Christmas season. But Fair enough. I still have my Halloween lights up. Those come down. I'm going to Houston this weekend for Skankfest. Um, Jason Ellis Show is doing a show at Skankfest. Two nights of Ellis Mania fights, and then Sunday night we're doing a live podcast with stand up, and um, I might be doing some Cool Beans songs. We're still trying to figure out the logistics, but um, at, at, at a bar called High and Dry. So when I get back from Houston, the Halloween lights are all coming down, and all the Halloween decorations, and then the Christmas stuff immediately goes up. Dude, that's exciting. Are you looking forward to hanging out in Houston? Uh, kind of. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of like Houston nightlife or Houston like social scene stuff you're going to be doing, right? It's mostly work and No. I'm just when Ellis I'm Mania, when I'm not doing Ellis Mania or Skankfest stuff, I'm back in my hotel room writing and uh playing Zelda. Jerking off. Jerking off, playing Zelda. <laughs> Is uh, Rent Rent going with you? No. no, you're jerking off while you're playing Zelda. Right? I can't. You need people. both hands. It's it's two Joy-Cons, Shuddy. You idiot. <laughs> These Oreos are really good. Really? I had hope for the gingerbread Oreos, man. I I, I didn't know what you were talking about because you said you don't have a lot of hope for, for the items when you test in a picture of them. I couldn't see it. But I was like, wait, does that really say gingerbread Mountain Dew? And it made sense why you didn't have any hopes or high hopes for that. But I thought the gingerbread Oreos are going to be delicious. I got to find those. So for somebody that doesn't enjoy gingerbread, Shuddy, I'm very surprised that, I mean, it got your lowest grade ever, but still relatively high. A 73 is a decent score. And you enjoy the, the gingerbread Oreos. The Oreos taste less like gingerbread than the Mountain Dew does. Interesting. Oh, oh, Shuddy, Shuddy, like a... Shuddy. You should dunk one of the Oreos in the Mountain Dew. <gasps> wow. Um, <laughs> there's a hint of gingerbread flavor, like aftertaste in the cookies, but I would say that they're more cinnamon, and that's probably the candy that's in the, oh, in the cream. The red specks. So they're really good. Oh, the Oreo is in the wine goblet. It's soaking. I have never, ever dunked an Oreo (laughs) in soda before. Well, it makes sense that it's Mountain Dew. Shuddy's getting a real good soak in. Which, by the way... I can see it just eating right through the Oreo. (laughs) Okay. The the soggy, Mountain Dew-soaked gingerbread Oreo is currently being chewed. It's being consumed by Shuddy (laughs) as we speak. And he did it so, like... Naturally and nonchalantly, that it's like maybe he does this with more Oreos. I mean, he is the soda jerk. I mean, look at that Mountain Dew beanie goes right on. 
Does anything improve by <laughs> dipping the gingerbread Oreos in the gingerbread Mountain Dew? The Oreos masked the the Mountain Dew. I didn't really taste it. Mm. But it's probably cold and soggy, right? How would you rate that experience? They do mix well together in the mouth, however. <laughs> like I said, this is a dessert there. Mountain Dew, so it does pair well with the gingerbread Oreos. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. With your gingerbread Oreos, may I suggest a pairing of ginger snapped Mountain Dew? Yeah, you're like is a Mountain any, Dew sommelier. Is there any gingerbread ice cream? And maybe you can make like a gingerbread Oreo milkshake. Oh man, a good. float. A, a, yeah, a gingerbread ice cream Mountain Dew float. Holy <laughs> shit! Holy shit! I think Jeff just finished. <laughs> yeah, it's, podcast is over for me, guys. Oh. I'm smoking cigarettes. Little mama, go get me some clean shorts. <laughs> Uh, it's laundry day. I actually got to do, I got to work on the, the shorts right after this. Mm. Oh. I, uh, I'm curious how your guys's Halloween went. We are currently recording this on November 1st. I didn't do anything. I actually um, went I, for a fucking hike. The opposite I've spent of what you're supposed to do. the last week, last minute decorating the outside for Halloween. <sighs> Went with a hike, just vomited uh, in your mouth. Yeah, we went to the Culver City stairs. Decent hike. Yeah. Oh, and then some, uh, beautiful people up there. No, uh, it was cleared out. There was like nobody at the stairs. You, you think those people were enjoying your holiday? Yeah. Halloween is your shit. Uh, yeah, does, I mean, does... there were no real horse ho- uh, horse house parties going on. Nobody I knew was really doing anything, and I was just like, all right, fuck it. I guess it's a Halloween, just hanging out, eating candy, watching movies, and then snuck a hike in somehow. We're such fucking losers. At least you have a girlfriend. I saw a whole bunch of Halloween parties on Instagram. I was like, wow, <laughs> I wasn't invited to any one of these. Granted, most of them were from like friends in upstate New York and like or different Julia parts Rose. of the country. <laughs> yeah, Ju- the Julia Rose and paul brothers uh halloween party which i mean we follow each other on twitter i don't know why she didn't invite me but she follows uh, you yeah dude she still follows me i check it every like like once every couple months just to see like what like i would expect her to stop following me i'm like one of like her i'm like one of like 180 people she follows i i do not get it (laughs) it makes no sense to me you know what i wonder i wonder if she even checks it because i feel like when you're at that level You're paying somebody to be your social media manager, probably. But how often, like, if you're paying someone, don't you think they scrub your followers or fo- follow, yeah, followers or the people you're following pretty often? I would imagine like, it's only 180 people. Like, I fucking prune my following tree once every couple months, and I have way less followers than she does. I would imagine that she has a like a burner account that she uses like personally, like just chooses all the people she's actually They're not interested called in. Burner accounts. They're called Finstas. Isn't that only if it's on Instagram? Well, yeah, that's what we're talking about. No, we're talking no, about just, Twitter. 
She follows me on Twitter. Oh, my mistake. I apologize. I thought we were talking about Instagram. So a fitter. Fitter. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good piece of slang, though. I'm going to use that. That Yeah, I mean, I, she probably has that, her one that has like millions of followers set up her business or whatever, and somebody, you know, tweets topless pictures of her two times a day. And then she has her own account that she just uses to follow people she gives a shit about. That would be yeah, my I know guess. you're just trying to knock me down a peg. I don't have a lot of wins, especially with the female sex. But yeah, good for you, Kevin. Thanks, thanks for being a great friend. Jeff, I think yeah. she probably values what you do on Twitter. <laughs> I, mean, I I can't. She probably logs it. in just to see what Jeff, what Twitter diarrhea you have today. Yeah, she probably has an alert. Can't it, just, can't it just be one of those things, Kevin? That doesn't make sense to anyone, but somehow she just follows me. I mean, you just you have to come up with this crazy fucking scenario. Where she has a couple other, a couple other Twitter accounts, and you know whatever the main one that she's got millions of followers on. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the whatever. case with some of the people that follow me. Speaking of, has Be Real you followed you back yet? No, I'm not cool enough. It's just a matter Where, of time before we talk about Kevin's Instagram and his yep. social media presence. <laughs> sure, he brought brought out his social media dick to beat us with it and just prove, you know. Remind us that this yeah. is his world and we're just living in it. Yeah, God forbid I brag about one thing. Kevin's got fucking sweet girlfriend doing cool things on the weekends. Just <laughs> my bad. I thought the conversation hobbies. was trying to figure out why she hasn't unfollowed you, which you started. Shuddy's got Shuddy's got property. Look at all these amazing collectibles he's got behind him. Awesome career. I brag about one fucking hot girl following me, and Kevin's just got to railroad me. I don't even. I hate this fucking podcast. I don't even value our. I learned actually Kevin. a new term uh, this weekend of what Kevin is actually doing to you. I uh, had his penis in my mouth earlier today. <laughs> He's yeah. gaslighting you, Jeff. He is. Uh, yes, I learned that a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. <laughs> you what, son of a suck bitch, doing? Kevin. I hate what, being gaslit. Suck and that's what you're doing right now. You're gaslighting Butt the cheek fuck, fuck out me. Of me. If I have to, I would suck the shit out of that dick. All right, let's get this over with. Let's do some reviews or something. You really, you really. I feel like we were talking about something before we went off on this tangent, though. Oh, you mean when Jeff started asking the room why Julia Rose still follows him, and I answered his question? Were we talking about Houston or something? No. We got done with the Skankfest plug. Yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, Halloween. So you eating um, soggy cookies no it was halloween you went hiking shuddy was doing shuddy decorated halloween stuff yeah we uh i ended up getting we haven't i got some inflatables in the front yard halloween themed uh a slimer and a uh stay puffed marshmallow man nice i'll have to post pictures of them later uh yeah, yesterday, I mean, I just watched football and handed out candy to trick-or-treaters that ended up hosing us. I want to hear more about hosing. that in a second. My Sunday, my Halloween was pretty basic. I did what Shuddy did, um, Sands handing candy out to trick-or-treaters because we didn't have any trick-or-treaters. But watch football all day. Bitch-ass Paul came through. We ordered some pizza. We ordered, uh, Then we watched scary movies at the end of the night. I watched Halloween, Halloween 2. What was the first one that we saw? I can't remember. But I was in like a candy, marijuana, beer coma by the time we got through football and hang out all day. 
it was nice. Uh, my brothers take Halloween very seriously. Uh, they had Halloween movies playing every single night. And now that we're past that, there's going to be a lot less of horror movie watching at least the next couple months. But I guess my Halloween overall was pretty basic. Nothing, nothing exciting to brag about. Shuddy, you said you had some issues with trick-or-treaters or they just fucking... They got you for all your candy. What happened? So <laughs> trick-or-treating here in Quakertown was from 5 to 8 p.m. last night. And got a lot of trick-or-treaters between 5 and 6 o'clock. Then nothing almost between 6 and 8 p.m. So, so we still have-, have like a, a community next door app or something that you use like a like an online message board like where they where you posted the rules of trick or treating. Like, why are you saying five to eight? Because that's just, that is something that the, the borough gotcha. okay. says is the, the time frame. So literally at eight o'clock, this group of little kids was the last group to come and still had, we still had half of a half a bucket of candy. And the little girl, very sweetly, there were like four of them. Uh, very sweetly said, how much can we take? And I said, you guys are the, the last group of kids. Take a handful. And she dove in and was scooping it out. Just both hands until it was all gone. One little girl cleaned out the rest of it. And the only thing the parents said to her was, your siblings didn't get any. Stop taking it. And then they proceeded to take uh, handfuls too. Like it was, I was just stood there completely flabbergasted. I walked in, put the bowl down and Sharon's like, you gave away all of the candy. I go, not inten- not intentionally. We just got fucking robbed for it. Like, Seven-year-old got- D-boat our candy. <laughs> yeah, just How much can I have? Oh, a bunch. I'm going to take it all. Well, well, you you did say that it was they're the last group of kids. So that's they why put- I said it was kind of I, I it was like I think it was I was a little bit too ambiguous with with the instruction, but like you should have been it like just started happening, and I just stood there like just like my jaw had my jaw just dropped. Yeah, like, you should have been like, well, you guys are the last group of kids, but I do have a gigantic volcano bag, and I'm gonna need to eat some of this shit later, so <laughs> stick a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna lessen my high. So wait, how old was this girl? I mean, the there was not a child in the group that was over the age of 10. Oh, so you could have easily beat her ass. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, if I was going to do that, yeah. I now next year they know that's the house that the bearded cuck lives in. Let's go steal yeah, all of his candy. Just go at the end of the night and he'll let you steal right from, out from under <laughs> him. Hey, can I, have one, can I have one of your lawn chairs instead, actually? <laughs> See how see how far they can get away with your. Oh look, he's got He Man toys. Get him! (laughs) Oh man. Well, I have never I have never had to deal with trick or treaters. I love it. It's so great. I wouldn't mind it. I just always live in apartments. Nobody comes to apartment complexes to trick or treat. When reality, they should. I grew up in like a spacious, like huge apartment complex called like Northway 11 communities. There was a bunch of like 
uh, what is it? Like four townhouse like installations in one building, but there were like, it was a huge place, right? I grew up so in the Marcy a, projects. <laughs> so it was a great, it was a great place to go trick or treat. And, and I understand why kids don't hit apartment complexes more often. I guess most people in those apartment complexes wouldn't be carrying candy, but I don't know. It feels like it'd be a gold mine for kids. And if I was a kid, that's how I'd be thinking. Not anymore, though. Maybe the, I feel like these parents just, I don't know, like aren't down for taking their kids trick or treating anymore. Shuddy's got like a big, scary gorilla mask on? Uh, chimpanzee, maybe. This was what I sat out on the front porch wearing last night, handing out candy to kids. Man, I wish I have, I've had like one trick or treater and like, the 10 years I've lived out here. I wish that I had some. The first few years, I would make sure it's stacked. Actually, I'm always making sure I'm stacked up on candy because I don't want to not have anything oh, for these kids. Oh, shit. Nobody ever comes here. Uh, here, take a chibachu. <laughs> for real. This one time we, uh, when I was trick-or-treating, we hit this guy's house, and he wasn't prepared. He just, like, rolled up to the door in his underwear, like, fucked up, and just, like, hands us some cash. <laughs> oh, nice! All right, yeah. Here you go. Just don't, just don't egg me. Here, yeah, pretty know. much. Going yeah. back to sleep. He just paid us a fucking toll, <laughs> a non-egging toll. So I didn't go see any movies this weekend, and that's just because I saw on Twitter that Edgar Wright was doing a showing of Last Night in Soho at the New Beverly, which is Quentin Tarantino's theater in Hollywood and right when I saw that I clicked the link went on and bought tickets because I was like fuck it if I'm going to go see it already this weekend I might as well go see it a couple days early and get an intro from Edgar Wright in person so it was it's a two hour movie and it started at 11pm um, so I got there a little bit early because I knew that you know, the new Beverly is, is a retro style theater. It has one screen, old school seats. You don't get to pick your seat like you do at most theaters. It's not assigned seating. It's first come, first serve. And I was like, all right, well, this is going to be a big event for movie dorks. It sold out pretty quick. Um, but there's not really a bad seat there. But when I when I got in, it was maybe 25 minutes before the movie started. And they have one concession stand at the new Beverly and the line went past the lobby and down the aisles into the theater. So I was like, Oh shit. All right. I'm just going to go up and wait in line for, you know, popcorn and drinks and stuff now. And as it's getting closer to the actual, like leaving the actual theater and going into the lobby where the concession stand is there, they had all these reserved seats that were taped off and had signs that said reserved. And I see a group of four people heading towards one of them. And it was uh, that kid from Stranger Things. Finn Wolfhart. Yeah, yeah, the one that's also going to be in the new Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Him, like 6'4 right now, that kid. He's gigantic. He's Yeah. <laughs> he had to duck when he walked into the theater so he didn't bonk his head on the ceiling. So he was He's with like... recruited by the UCLA basketball program. Yeah, he comes in with like three of his friends and sits down and 
I, I like I, as as up like the the part of the line I was in was I was damn near right next to him, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool that somebody of that stature, you know, Stranger Things is a phenomenon, very very popular show has been for a few years. I'm like that's cool that in L. A. You can be that recognizable of a person and just come to a sold out packed screening of a movie and not get harassed and bothered by people. And no sooner does that thought enter my head that some girl swoops in behind him, squats down next to his chair because he had the aisle seat, and is like, oh my God, I love you. Can I take a picture with you? And she was already squatting next to him, and he's like, sure. So they take a picture, and she keeps talking to him. I'm like, oh man, this poor guy. She finally gets up, walks away, and the guy behind me in line is like, hey, um, can I get a selfie with you too? And he was like, you know what? I got to kind of just cut this off right here or this is just going to turn into a giant thing and there's going to be people crowding you know, around here in the aisles and it's, it's not going to turn out well. And the guy's like, okay, I get it, I get it. Oh, poor dude. Wait, was the, was the girl cute though? I like that Kevin made up this, this person behind him when it was really him <laughs> that this happened to. Yeah. This imaginary person in line behind Kevin, not named Kevin Kraft. What's that kid's name again? Full of Finn Wolfhart? Yeah. It's a, such a badass name. It is. Finn <laughs> Wolfhart. I wonder if it's a stage name. I don't know. Who knows? It could be. Was the girl who got the picture, was she cute? Wolfhard, not Hart. Even better. Oh. Whatever. He's Canadian. Very hard. He's a Canadian actor, musician, screenwriter, and director. He's Finn Wolf. Very hard. IMDb. I don't even really have one job. This motherfucker's got like six. (laughs) But that is his legal name. Sweet. His parents out. Just foisting him right in the entertainment business. Well, that's smart of him for not wanting to ruin, I guess, the experience for the people sitting behind him. Did you... You already reviewed Last Man in Soho. What's the what's the movie called again? Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho. You already reviewed it? No. He hasn't gotten that far yet. <laughs> he still That's hasn't gotten his I'm popcorn. Confused. Well, he started off the whole conversation with the I didn't see anything in the theaters this weekend. I mean, technically it was Thursday, but you did see something since we last podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's what kind of threw me off. Yeah, like, no, his explanation. You was... it last week. All right. Anyways, go ahead. But I, the the new Beverly is kind of cool. I've only gone and seen a couple movies there, but you know it's got a very retro vibe. And when they do special stuff like this, you know Edgar came out with um, I got I got to Google her name. It's like Christy Cairns, but she has she goes by a hyphenated middle name or last name or something. Um, but she she came out with them too to intro the movie. Uh, I think I saw Alien at the New Beverly like six years ago or seven years ago, at, like some uh, which I'm gonna call some anniversary special. It was a pretty cool movie theater. Yeah, so like like I said, it's it's Tarantino's theater. He owns it, and they only screen film. There's no digital showings there. So this was the first ever showing of Last Night in Soho in 35 millimeter. Um, they they always curate the trailers and stuff that shows before the movie to fit whatever you're going to see. 
So like the the times I've gone, I don't even remember what the trailers were, but they were really really grainy old looking trailers that were actually kind of goofy with how dated they were. Uh, so her name is now that I finally looked it up, Christy Wilson Cairns. She also wrote 1917. Um, so her and Edgar wrote this together. They introed it, um, and then they showed this really weird short, like a, almost like a, P, a PSA from the 60s of London meter wardens. So it was like the, the meter maids just going around giving people tickets, and, and like a British narrator's like, I will now... She's arguing with a difficult motorist. He does not want that citation. And then they follow this meter maid back home and her husband's cooking for her. It was really weird, but it was, you know, kind of funny. But uh, I think the reason they picked that was because it shows a whole bunch of the Soho area. And then Edgar Wright picked the trailers that showed before it. And, you know, there were some old school actresses. The uh, the woman that just died who played um, Lady Tyrell. In Game of Thrones? Yeah. This was her final movie. So they showed a trailer for the Bond movie she was in, which was hysterically campy and corny and bad, like the OG 60s one. Uh, Terrence Stamp was in it, so they showed a trailer for one of his old movies. And I think by the time they actually started showing the movie, it had to have been close to midnight. And I went with Rant Rant, and it was a work night for her, and she was kind of stirring in her seat like, oh, can they just show the movie. I don't really care about any of this goofy retro shit. But uh, the the movie was good. It was... <laughs> Last Night in Soho, that's not what I was expecting from an Edgar Wright flick. Because while it did have, you know, its funny moments, it was definitely his, his most serious movie. It's almost like a horror thriller about a, a girl who goes to Soho to attend fashion school and they set up early in the movie that, you know, her mom died and she can kind of see her mom sometimes in the reflection of her mirror. She's got, I guess, an eye for specters. Got a spooky eye, if you will. But then when she goes and stays in Soho, she starts at night living like an alternate life. Like she almost goes back in time into the shoes of Anya Taylor-Joy's character. And it sort of sets up a a bit of a murder mystery. But it was was cool. It was really well made, well acted. The the shots were really cool. You know, Edgar Wright has... you know, very particular style in all of his movies, so it was very stylized, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. It was a good flick. I had no idea. I I figured the Soho was was in Manhattan <laughs> when she said it was in London, or I just looked up and confirmed it was in London. That threw me off. Had I been sitting in the movie, I'm like, whoa, wait a second. I don't give a fuck about this Soho. Oh, I didn't sign up for this one. The English, English Soho, fuck that. Which I guess came first. It did have dibs. That makes sense, right? I mean, yep. they were there, like, I don't know, like a whole thousand years ahead of <laughs> New York City. Yeah, they had a little bit of a head start than America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what would you, how many, uh, how many last night in Soho dicks would you suck? I'll suck, I'll suck four dicks. It was good. I know this- this doesn't matter to the review and it shouldn't affect anyone and I'm sure it won't, but $6.5 million box office and a $43 million budget. Like are how, that's how how much it made. Yeah. 
how tough is it do you think to, it's going to be to like turn a profit for like major movies uh or big budget movies that like aren't superhero movies because i feel like this would have done all right i mean what's her face the girl from uh queen's gambit was in it that's got a little momentum Edgar Edgar right there's a good director that i think has like a niche audience or a loyal audience uh came out at a reasonable time looked like i thought the trailer looked good but 6.5 million i mean fuck this movie took a shit for the most oh, part right? for a second i thought you said 65 million i was like oh that's a big opening weekend yeah horror no. movies don't typically do well no matter who they're directed by but horror movies don't they have like smaller budgets usually and they almost always operate in the red or in the black depending on the movie for sure and i know i'm kind of just talking shit at this point it's not like i'm an expert in any of this i just saw that when i was pulled up the last night in soho wikipedia i was like fuck dude 43 million budget yeah. 6.5 million gross or box office someone's angry that's for sure someone's not happy it does seem weird. It seems like it's sort of a crapshoot. I show the weekend total for last night in Soho as four point one million. Yikes! Maybe that's a domestic. On box, yeah, it, it that is the domestic. Uh, Yikes! Did London even hold it down? I mean, it's it takes place in their fucking city. <laughs> How many of the uh, England, the English? I almost called them Englanders. How many of the English went and saw this movie? Whatever. It's weird. It's, it's you never know because I I could have, I honestly could not have predicted Dune doing as well as it did. I mean, Dune is pretty hardcore for sci-fi dorks. Um, I know it had I mean, a, a pretty stacked cast. Did, nothing really did well this weekend. Yeah, I guess people are just going to parties and not the movies. Like, Dune was down sixty two point one from percent from where it was opening weekend. Oh dang dang! So dang, 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 dang. they only did fifteen and a half domestically. So the weekend before they did over thirty million. That's a dramatic drop. Yeah, this could have just been shitty timing. Because I mean, Dune Dune made a fucking boatload of cash, and it was also streaming on HBO Max and. I feel like a lot of people have HBO Max and people still went to the theater and watched it. Um, I honestly, like if, if I didn't know any better and somebody had told me that Dune had flopped, I'd been like, I mean, I can't necessarily say I'm surprised. There are Got people it. that still don't want to go out in public with the, with the pandemic going on and shit and it's already streaming on HBO Max so you could watch it at home for free or you could go and pay to see it in a crowd. But the the showings were sold out all over the place in LA for for Dune. So it seems like it's a fucking crapshoot right now. That's it, true. It, it's gotta be really tricky to predict what's gonna do well at the box office and what's gonna flop. On one hand, like the pandemic and the quarantine stuff just made me like super lazy, like even more lazy than I was ever before it. Um, and that's been hard to come out of. But on the other hand, I actually have been to the theaters a lot recently. So I don't know. Like, I don't fully get it. I just thought it was an interesting thing that I saw when I was looking at the Wikipedia page. I mean, I got, for, I got my tickets. Foreign Dune has made $227 million. Whoa. So Holy they almost shit. broke even. <laughs> <laughs> and they've made $69 million domestically. 
Oh, wow. Wow. Sorry. They're caking outside of America. Yeah. Listen, F9 is number three for the year worldwide. Did 170. That can't be right. What the? F- uh, 173 million domestically. 548 million foreign for a worldwide total of $721 million. Wow. I got into a, a little back and forth with a, a sports journalist about Dune. This guy like tweeted out like, what's up with Zendaya? Why isn't she in the, why wasn't she in the movie more? I'm just like, then I like replied like, dude, it's a world building movie. Like it's clear she's going to be in the sequels. Like, I feel like that was a, a, a consistent take that I saw like on the internet or just from moviegoers. Like, oh man, I, I was expecting more Zendaya. And like, they were kind of butthurt they didn't get more Zendaya. It's like, what? I mean, Jesus, fucking pussies. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't have much to, to add to the review stuff. I did watch Quiet Place 2, though, this weekend. And, and? I, I thought it was better than the first one. I thought the first one kind of kicked ass. So I didn't like the first one. So oh, man, okay. Quiet Place, and you still haven't seen Quiet Place 2, or you did? No, I haven't. It's good. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, yeah, it just kind of picks up where the story left off for the most part. So I'm not want to ruin the first story uh, for anyone who hasn't watched it yet. You know, by starting off with how the second story uh, began. After being but- them being too stupid to take the noise-making toy completely away from the kid at the beginning of the first movie, I had. They didn't deserve to be parents and they deserved everything that happened to them. So there had in quiet place too. they go back. It's like a flashback to how the whole thing started. Right? I how thought that scene was fucking started. awesome. Oh, it was, that was so, sick. it was so great. It was, it was even better done than like bird box. Like that's what I loved about bird box is like when the shit goes down, like the realness and how they shot it was so well done and quiet place Two kind of hit on that same note. I was very yeah. impressed. And like, so I also, you know, there's going to be a third one. I think it's only a trilogy. Maybe you know more about that, Kevin. I don't know if um, there's supposed to be four no. or three. I have no idea how, how many they're planning to make, but when you watch quiet place Two, it's clear that this is a central movie and the story's not finished. Yeah. Because number three, it sets up like there could be a lot of offense being played by the humans in in, in uh, Quiet Place Three, and I'm looking forward to seeing that, seeing us <laughs> seeing us get back our fucking land, get, bring Bill Pullman out there and talk about our Independence Day. You know, let's fucking let's play some offense. We've been backpedaling the whole time, but no, what's his face? Killian, Cillian Murphy, the the dude who's always in the old. Uh, Cool. So what am I? What am I uh, Christopher Nolan movies. I think that guy kicked ass. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, Emily Blunt is awesome. Yeah, she's awesome and everything. I just want to see more of her boobs, but it's obviously <laughs> me being selfish. I don't know. I I thought the movie kicked ass. I don't want to get too spoilerly, even though this has been out for a while. But I highly recommend it. I'd give it. Man, I give it a four and a half. I really liked it a lot. No and shit. That's I'm a high looking score. forward to the third one. I actually, I liked it so much. I'm like very disappointed. I didn't see it in the theaters because I had my, 
I had my opportunity. I remember my brother's going and like, you sure you don't want to come? And I stayed back to watch, I don't know, Cincinnati Reds baseball or something fucking ridiculous. Something that probably wasn't nearly as cool. And I ended, actually ended up losing money on most likely. I'm going to watch this old uh, Globe Trotters game I have on VHS. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I uh, actually have a lot of money on the Milwaukee Brewers, so I'm going to stay back and watch that game. Shuddy, what did you watch? watch? Uh, We did uh, our annual spooky season viewing of Green Room. Oh, that makes sense that that's a Casa de Shuddy um, Halloween rotation. Horror mixed with punk rock. Yep. Perfect. Oh, I like this part. Oi, oi, oi. And until uh, I, I don't think it never registered with me until this viewing that it's an A24 movie. Most pretentious fucking movie. Which normally, yeah. And I, I, I watched it under a different lens this time. And I'm like, if I didn't love this movie so much, I would definitely be thinking this is very fart sniffy. Sniffing your own farts. Oh, yeah. Those guys put their heads in between their legs and fart right in their fucking face. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's you know, it's a damn near perfect uh, thriller movie for me. Uh, that's a four and a half dicker uh, for sure. Uh, we also uh, dusted one off and watched Drag Me to Hell. Ooh. Oh, man, I think that... I think that's a five dicker for me. See, it's I, close. I, I rewatched love that movie. I love it too, but rewatching it last year or the year before, the I did not remember the special effects being that shitty. Yeah, the CGI it, is bad. It did not age very gracefully. Uh, I loved it when I saw it in the theater. Uh, I still enjoyed it, but it is absolutely Sam Raimi camp through and through. Uh, yeah, which added to the charm for me. Yeah, it, but the your yeah the the special effects. I I was like, and wow, Alison Lohman was did not act very well in it. She was very wooden. Hmm. I'll give Allison the wood. Uh but that was a lot of fun to watch. That's a. I don't remember what I rated that on. I think three and a half is what I rated it on. Letterbox D. Hey, sir, have you become more active on Letterbox D again? Um, I just put on the three movies that we're going to discuss. Oh, okay. I'm trying to be a little more active. I started following um, Poudini on Letterbox D, the great Poudini. I and follow him. He might watch shittier movies than Dom does. He, him, and Dom have conversations about it. Oh, I bet. I bet. It looks like, and, and he watches. I he I think he watches everything that we do on what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, it looks like that tracks. <laughs> um, and then the third movie that I attempted to watch but did not finish for Ooh. various reasons. We got a shutty boy walkout. Holly Halloween Kills. Ooh. Yeah, that movie sucked, huh? I just I just fell asleep like all the kids were in. here this weekend and we tried to sit down and watch it and Zach's friend Andy had never seen a Halloween movie didn't know what was going on hated every second of it <laughs> the boys were all hanging out and talking I was involved in their conversations nobody was paying attention to the movie 
and it because it, it wasn't very captivating. Like it was really not. It was, it was all right. Like it was fine. Maybe I'll watch it again, but it was just like this is fucking ridiculous. I mean, you should. This sort is of... absolutely ridiculous. At the very beginning, when he starts pointing out these people's trauma at an open mic, <laughs> I was like, "This is that's fucking ridiculous." Yeah, very goofy. Um, so that was it. What I saw: two dicks. So you should at least fast forward to just watch like the last 10 minutes, perhaps. Okay. I mean, like I said, it was just, there was other stuff going on and it wasn't interesting enough to take anybody's attention from random, Mm. possibly stoned conversations. Fair enough. I'm not But speaking. uh, Yeah, go go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Shadi. No, no. You say what you were going to say and then I'll. Well, I was just going to go quickly list. My watches from Halloween. Yes, do that. Off of my letterbox D. So I don't have anything that I specifically have to watch on Halloween day every year. But I do have stuff that stays in the rotation. And I did introduce Rant Rant to the 1990s, the early 90s Adams Family movies. Which... Ah, with... uh, Raul Julia and Angelica Angelica Houston. Houston, Christopher Lloyd. Christina Ricci. Um, uh, stacked, stacked cast. Joan Cusack. Yep, in, in the second one. Family, Adam, values. family values. Yeah, she had never seen them before. And Carol Kane. I absolutely love those movies. Uh, I have the two pack on Blu-ray. And MC Hammer doing the soundtrack. Tag team doing the end theme for Adam's Family Values. Which, if you're having a discussion of worst songs created in the history of mankind. That's that has to be brought up in the discussion. I dragged the no, I didn't drag them. They came willingly. But the boys and I went on a toy hunt this weekend and we were listening to we were each taking turns putting on classic hip hop. And at one point, Draven asked for a song. I'm like, nope, I'm putting one on. And I made them listen to Ninja Rap. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's, is that Vanilla Ice? Sure is. So if you put the nice. Ninja Rap from Vanilla Ice... The Adams Family theme by MC Hammer and the Adams Family Values theme by Tag Team. And I don't know if Tag Team holds any weight with some of our younger listeners, but if you're not familiar with the one-hit wonder, whoop, there it is. That's Tag Team. And they uh, just, it's, it's a more, commercial too, right? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say more. They might be more familiar with them from the... What is it? Is it Geico? Ice cream. Yeah, it's a Geico commercial. Currently, Something, it they they do, uh, whoop! There it is, but it's about ice cream sundays. Oh my and god! I, I, and I don't know why it's Geico, because there's nothing that stands out about that commercial. That's that's auto insurance, but yeah, it is tag team, and they're in this couple's kitchen, rapping, doing that whoop! There it is about ice cream. I think it's Geico, but man, those so, motherfuckers yeah. literally had one song in their tank, because. After Whoop, so, there it is, when they did the Adams Family Values theme song, it's literally them going, Whoop! The Adams Family! There it is! <laughs> the commercial is, what are you waiting for? Tag team to help you plan dessert. And then the lyrics are, French Vanilla, Rocky Road. 
Whoop, there it is. Chocolate Suck my chode. Butter cookie dough. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. It's <sighs> good. It's good. It's a good commercial. Man, but it's that that theme song coming on after you watch Adam's Family Values. It hysterical. Hysterical, yeah. hysterical, hysterical. Outside of that though, Blue Rent Raz Mind. She fucking loves those movies. Loves them. To the point good. where today she was still talking about it like I can't get over how good those fucking movies are. I was like, yeah, every now and then I, I'll steer you in the right direction with my, my retro picks, but those went over very well. Um, Mischief Night, which I don't know if it is even a thing to people outside of the East Coast. Devil's Night, if you will. Watched The Blob, the 1988 The Blob, Five Dicker. The Thing, 1982, John Carpenter, Five Dicker. It Follows. Five Dicker. And then, was she was she present for those movies? Yes. Did she did she dislike any of them? No. Obviously, the thing went over the best, but she was she was surprised at how gruesome the blob was and how much she liked it and how good the practical effects were. Very grossed out by the blob, she hated the actual creature. And then Halloween Day watched. The Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow and Trick or Treat. Which I wouldn't classify as five dickers, but great movies to watch on Halloween. So yeah, that was my mm-hmm. that was my wrap up uh watching. And if you follow myself and Shuddy on Letterboxd, you can see all these reviews in real time. Jeff, you you've you made a Letterboxd account but never really stuck yeah. with it. I don't really, I don't really review uh, movies very often, but I'll, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna say I'll, I'll pick it back up, but I probably won't. No, I don't think you will. But speaking of Letterbox D, yep, that's what I was gonna do before you went on your list of movies. I was gonna oh. throw it to that. Letterbox D, Letterbox D, it's Letterbox D. The D stands for dicks. It's the Letterbox D game. <laughs> All right, Shuddy has prepared for us the Letterbox D game and a uh, a quick rundown of what this game is on the app Letterbox D. If you go to an actor or actress and click on them, it lists their movies in some sort of popularity. Uh, we've never really been able to gauge what it is because it's definitely not by how many people have like marked it as viewed. It's definitely not by rankings of how people have scored it. There is some method to the madness, but we haven't been able to crack it. So Shuddy Boy is going to throw some actors at Jeff and myself, and we are going to take guesses of what is their most popular movie listed in order by Letterbox D, of course. Letterbox D. And this is a spooky season themed Letterbox D game to wrap up. You son of a bitch. To wrap it up. You son of a bitch, Shuddy. <clears throat> Jeff, would you... Uh, I was going to flip a coin, but I don't have any near me. Jeff, you can go first, since this is more Kevin's... Yeah, since I'm just going to get my fucking head yeah, down. You're going to go first Kevin's every time. Uh, <laughs> George A. Romero. This is movies he's directed, not acted in. <laughs> Uh, I'll go with the only one that I know, Dawn of the Dead. Mm. Right? 
right? Yeah, that is one. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's All one, right. and I I would bet I would bet that that is the number one pick. Um, and I can only imagine his second most popular would be Night of the Living Dead. Uh, which they recently did a. I saw Seek talking about this on his Instagram. I don't know if they rotoscoped it or just animated it independently, but I think they did a full animation redo of Night of the Living Dead and didn't change the the script or anything. I don't know if they even used the original audio of the movie and just laid the animation over it, but I I sort of ran out of uh, of time, but I would have liked to have checked that out. That sounds a little interesting. Uh, How'd we do, Shuddy? You did very well, but the way the answers pan out make it seem like you were being a dick to Jeff. Um, if uh, Monkey Shines, which was recently done on What the Fuck Did I Just Watch, yep, uh, came in at number 11. Ooh. Uh, number three was Day of the Dead. Okay. Number two was Dawn of the Dead. So Jeff gets two points. Number one is Night of the Living Dead. Interesting. So I guess it goes right down the line of the the trilogy. So you got two points, Jeff. Kevin, even though he said, oh, I think that's number one, he actually guessed the number one answer. I really did think Dawn of the Dead would be more popular. It's in color. I don't know. They had a bigger right. budget. Had a bigger budget. Thinking with directors, Jeff, what is the top on Wes Craven's list? I think I only know two of these movies. I'll you know four of them at least. <sighs> at least. Right. I'll go scream just because. Fuck. You know, it's my one of my it's one of my favorite it's my favorite horror movie, and I just saw it in the theater, so it's on the tip of everyone's tongue. Just and scream one. number one, right? Just yeah, the first scream one. one. Okay, Man. Kevin, that's a good guess. Again, I'm not I'm not trying to uh, be a dick to Jeff. I think that's the number one answer. So I'll just try and take the the number two with Nightmare on Elm Street. Full title, please. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I was just. Being... Oh, oh wow! <laughs> was... If you if you did that shit to me, I would have been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's changing his Zoom background to a Canada goose. Uh, gotta get this one right. There's nothing that in his list that we've yet done on. What the fuck did I just watch? The original Hills Have Eyes is number seven. Not that Scream great. Th- I watched that relatively recently. Kind of boring. Scream 3 is number 5. Wow. Scream 4 is number 4. Scream 2 is number 3. And then coming in at number 2, A Nightmare on Elm Street. <sighs> I knew it. Number 1, Scream. So now you guys are that checks tied. Out. That checks out. Thank God. Why didn't you just pick Scream as well? If you knew it was going to be number one or you felt strongly that it was, why don't you just pick the same thing as me? It's all good. I thought once it's selected, it's off the table. I didn't know if that was the rule or not. I think you could just pick the same thing. 
All right, Jeff, sticking with our third and final director, John Carpenter. <laughs> um, I'll go Halloween. God damn it. I'm going to overthink this. I'll go Halloween H2O. No, let's do a Halloween movie that he actually directed. He didn't direct that one? All right, no. then, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Halloween. <laughs> even if he like... did direct h2o why this see this is why you always lose <laughs> i don't know man i just Kevin. Felt like switching it up <sighs> mm, i i gotta i gotta scrape scrape by and, and get that second place points and try and go with the thing Well, uh, Escape from L.A. was number 11, Assault on Precinct 13, number 10, Christine, number 8, Big Trouble, Little China, number 5. Interesting. Then Escape from New York at number 4. Number 3, starring Roddy, Rowdy, Roddy Piper, They Live. No way. No way. Wow. I'm kind of pumped that that cracked the top three uh number two is halloween and number one is the thing oh my goodness jeff you silly bastard now to the original scream queen herself suck on my dick Jamie Lee Curtis, Jeff. Eraser. Again, you might want to pick a movie she's in. Yeah, that was Sharon Stone. No, Jamie no. Lee Curtis is in. Wait, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of True Lies. Damn it! Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I got my Arnold movies mixed up. Can I go True Lies still? Do you really want to? Based on the way you asked that question, I do not know. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll go. Terrible. I just can't go with a conventional one because it feels just too easy. I'm going trading places. Kevin. All right. I'm going to drain the blood from Jeff's mortally wounded body and harvest his meat and go Are we in. Still playing letterboxing. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm going in for the fatality. Knives out. Knives out was insanely popular. As legendary oh, as some in, of her movies have been, it's got to be it's got to be Knives Out. Coming in at number 13, Trading Places. <laughs> Other notables. Uh Escape from New York at number 6. Freaky Friday at number five. Wow. Halloween Kills at number four. The Rob Zombie Halloween at number three. She was in that? I guess. The uh, original Halloween at number two. Knives Out at number one. Dookie Boy the Cocksucker. All right. (laughs) Jeff. 
What yes, do you think Jeff. is number one on Kevin Bacon's list? Oh. I'm not going to tell you which horror movie he was in because. Suck on my dick! That could I know be it. used as an answer. Just number one movie altogether? Yep. Probably like Mystic River. I'll go the Hollow Man. Right? He was in that, wasn't he? <laughs> okay. Hollow Man. Yes, that was him. Why do I always lose at this game? All right. I don't know. I, I figured because there were spooky season shit. Uh, oh, fuck. Where did it go? I'm coming in with another. Finish him. Fatality on Jeff, I will say, X-Men First Class. Where he plays Sebastian Shaw, I believe? Yes. Jeff, what horror movie was Kevin Bacon in? The Invisible Man. No, that's Hollow Man, what you're thinking of. But not, I thought, the, the reason that he's in this list is because he was in the original Friday the 13th. Um, but I can't... Where's the Chucky boy the cock so obvious. They got him with the arrow through the fucking... through the, the bed underneath. Chucky boy the cocksucker. I don't even see Hollow Man on the list. Oh, nope, there it is. Sorry. <laughs> At number one, two, three... Number 5,000th. Number 18 is Hollow Man. (laughs) Uh, Wild Things is number 15. Sleepers, 14. Footloose, 10. Tremors at 7. Apollo 13 at 5. Mystic River, number 4. Then 3 is Friday the 13th. Number two is Crazy Stupid Love. Number one is X-Men First Class. Suck on my dick! That's absurd. Whatever. (laughs) And that mathematically takes you out of it. Suck on my dick! But for fun, I have one more. Mr. Scarfman himself, Johnny Depp. Oh, wow. He's been in a lot of shit. A lot of big, big name movies, a lot of franchises. Mm-hmm. Johnny who? Uh, I'll just go Pirates of the Caribbean. Which one? Motherfucker. <laughs> the first one. Okay, that I'll accept that much. Yeah, I know there's I know there's a subtitle behind But as it. long as you say the first one, I can yeah. figure out which one you're talking about. You mean the what curse of the black pearl? Is that the first yes. one? Yes. It is. Ah. Oh. Mm. damn, he's done a lot. Oh, okay. I'm going to select the franchise that he was removed from and being replaced 
with the great Mads Mikkelsen. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Jeff wins one. Whoa! Wait, that was your guess? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find One? Yeah, that's the name of a Harry Potter prequel, Jeff. I'm sorry, we're still talking about Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yes. How are you not making fun of that stupid ass guess? How many fucking movies that guy been in? He picked a, a movie I've never even heard of. Yeah, but it's number three. It's still Never in mind. his top three. Never mind. So no that's why I didn't make fun of it. Fair enough. <laughs> what do I know? All right, go ahead. Uh, that would have been like if for this one you picked Mordecai, Jeff, or if he had picked Mordecai, I would have made fun of him. Yeah, uh, no, totally. If he uh, showed up on three, fuck, I don't dark know. Dark Shadows. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was number seven. Well, yeah. 21 Jump Street was number five. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, number four. Yikes. Fantastic Beasts, number three. Pirates of the Caribbean, number two. And number one, absolutely 100% due to spooky season, is Edward Scissorhands. Whoa. I mean, Letterboxd doesn't like slide its rankings. I think it just goes by... Maybe it does. Maybe it is kind of like, uh, like at IMDb, you can just sort by popularity at that moment in time. I wonder if it is how many people are currently. Oh, you know what? It. It's actually, I'm looking because I'm doing. I have them pulled up on my computer. Yeah. So the drop down menu is popularity all time, and then there's uh this week, this month, and this year. So you're it's it's done by all time. All time, yeah. Wow, and Edward Scissorhands is more popular than the fucking Pirates movies? If we do this week, it's number one is A Nightmare on Elm Street, two is Corpse Bride, three is Edward Scissorhands, and then Pirates of the Caribbean, and then Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, then Sleepy Hollow, Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, which you could also say those go with Spooky Season. It's all big, fat Tim Burton dicks swinging around, slapping people in the face. Causing concussions. Wow. Well. Up yours, Jeff. Take that. And just so, no, let's. The I've finals. had too many recent L's. So this is just whatever. Kevin ended with 13 points. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Ended with 15 points. Mm. Jeff ended with. The important part is, Jeff, you got points this time. Nine points. I mean, yeah, I wasn't sure. Nine points. Yeah, I was not like the bitch-ass Detroit Lions. I scored (laughs) more than them yesterday. So I think we've got a little bit of time left to handle one or two. Voicemails, yay! Perhaps. Perhaps. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Get this Google Voice app up and running. Let's check in with the Puminati and see what our fellow humans have to say. Oh, no. It's frozen. Come on. Work with me. Uh, Where did we leave off? Oh, I believe this one. Let's see. Damn it. Damn it. Hold on. 
calling in from the lawyer's office where I work. Not a lawyer. I'm not the male. This is so quiet. Yeah, I definitely I'm can't hear it. So I don't get caught and scolded for listening to this pile of shit. Yeah, it's doing my job. Oh, you know what this is? It's I I can just hear it enough to to hear that it's some guy trying to pretend to be the lawyer. But it's not the lawyer. I can see. I can see the um the the phone numbers. You sir are no lawyer. You're a fucking imposter. Nice try. Okay, hopefully the audio on this one plays properly. I have to unplug the auxiliary cord hey boys. back in. Dewey Bog. There we go. Just calling here because I picked up a fresh hot Pizza Hut pizza. And I'm driving home to enjoy it. And I heard yeah. Kevin. I hope it's a pepperoni pan pizza, sir. Mentioned I hope you burned your mouth. <sighs> Such a hater. Such a hater. Gutenberg on the Easter egg the other day. Gutenberg. And it reminded me of the time that I met Steve Gutenberg in an elevator when I was 16 in Toronto, of all places. I'm not from there, so. Um, we were in a hotel and I was riding the elevator down to the floor and uh, a guy in there tying his shoe and he says, excuse me, do you know if it's warm outside? And I turn around and it's fucking Mahoney from Police Academy and my 16-year-old brain just went and didn't say a word. Was that him trying to be Michael Winslow? That'd be pretty cool. You get on an elevator with Steve Gutenberg and you just... And you just try to be Michael Winslow to him. The just get a quick Winslow audition. I know Carl. Oh, you son of a bitch! You don't know the sound effect guy from the Police Academy movies? Nah, whatever. Lost Jeff. And yep. I had to ride down sixteen flights with Steve Gutenberg. So, uh, yeah, love the show, boys. Keep up the good work. Um, Jeff, uh, I don't know what the fuck you did to your microphone, but fix that shit. Uh, but <laughs> you're a pussy. Uh, anyway, love you guys. Uh, even you, Jeff. I'm just kidding. Please don't hate on me, uh, even though I called out your pronunciation of potpourri. Um, but talk to you soon. Still a fan. Talk to you. Love you, too. Yeah. Hey. It sounds like he's handed me some L's over the years. Again, just fuck me. Whatever. Hey, well, yeah. you could hit him. I mean... Who do you think would have handled a uh, Steve Gutenberg elevator ride with more poise? You or that gentleman, Jeff? I think me, because, you know. You don't really know who he is. <laughs> I probably don't even know who the fuck he is. Weren't you in that, uh, what's that movie with the uh, Olsen sisters where they're like estranged twins? And they, I think it's with Keir, uh, Kirstie Allie? All right, this guy would have handled Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg better. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I would have asked him about his filmography. He wouldn't have remembered. It would have been like fucking uh, Curtis Armstrong, where I'm just like yeah. quoting his movies to him. He's like, I wasn't even in that. Then I have to go pull it up on IMDb. That's like one of my favorite moments in MSPH history. I was like, you... yeah, dude, you're the salt guy and bully. Now, thinking of the wrong guy. It's like, what? And then I pulled up like a screenshot of it. The day, the day that Jeff shuddied Booger. <laughs> a day that will yeah. live in MSPH history. Bro, I know your fucking <laughs> I know your filmography better than you do. Steve Gutenberg, what's the movie I was talking about? I'm, I'm on his, his IMDb. 
you know what? It's going to take me forever. Yeah, well, Jeff is going to take me forever. Farting in his own mouth. Let's, here's another voicemail. Hi, Mad Scientist Party Hours. This is Vancouver. Vancouver's Canada. Nope. Oh. Shit. Pardon. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> oh, shit, and he didn't even call back. I see the area code, and it doesn't pop up on any other of these. Oh. Oh, well. Well, it was nice to hear from you, Vancouver. Here's another human. Hey, Mad Scientist Party Hour. Uh, Jenny Big Tits here. And since you guys have been lacking in the poop and fart jokes, I guess I should probably give one to you. Wait a second. We have not calmed down on the poop and fart jokes, ma'am. It seems like she's saying we have. And I can see that. Madam, I will poop poop credibility. I will poop on your big tits. This is way more offensive than any other voicemail we've gotten today. Yeah. How do you like those turd apples? So someone can be entertained, at least. Oh, damn. So um, not that long ago, I was at a party at my friend's house, and we partied till 3 a.m. Um, I ended up falling asleep in one of my friend's bed. He ended up coming up and falling asleep next to me, apparently. I ended up waking up at seven o'clock in the morning even though we had stayed up way later than that and i felt like i had a fart and it was not a fart it was definitely a shit and i immediately panicked so i ran downstairs and took a shower in his bathroom and then i ended up having to take my white song that was now brown and i uh took it off and then I drove home, I threw it out my window, and I was like, fuck this shit. And a couple hours later, when my friend woke up, he was like, uh, did, like, who slept next to me? He- oh, my God. So, wait, she was wearing, like, if you are wearing a thong and you shit your pants, does it just, like, saw the turd in half? Well, uh, let's see where the story goes, because maybe... Maybe she Jenny big tits. I don't know. I don't know if I want to hear the rest of the story. Yeah, you're not Jenny big shits. It's like someone shit their pants in my bed, and I was like, dude, I have no idea who shit their pants in your bed. I was like, I have no idea, and he's like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, it must have been some slut. Lo and behold, some slut. It was me, and I will hang that over his head forever. He still has no idea that it was me, and I shit my pants in his bed, and I left super early. And yeah, uh, I will blackmail him with that for like forever. Wait, what? Yeah, how is he gonna? How is she gonna blackmail him with this? You understand how blackmail works, right? Reputation, not his. Well, I mean, it's her word over his, and if she just flips his her shit onto him, maybe she can. I don't know. Talk her way out of this. Unless she's saying since he doesn't know. So he she's going to be like, you let some random girl shit in your bed. And that's what she's going to lord over him forever. Hmm. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like there's going to be some like a crisis in conscious or 
something's going to blow that cover eventually. And it's probably going to be Jenny big shits herself. (laughs) There's a cool like shit joke. So can someone please shit their pants or something? I do really enjoy when Kevin Crabb shits his pants in a mall and stuff. I don't really funny. So, all right. Love you guys. All right. So that's how what she meant by we're lacking on the shit and fart jokes. Kevin oh, hasn't I shit his pants recently. <laughs> I can't shit my pants every damn week. Yeah, you only get one of those every four or five years. Yeah, then it won't even be funny. Be like, oh, we are oh due shit his pants again. We are definitely due. I feel like we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe shit I'll shit your my pants at your cousin's wedding. Maybe I'll shit my pants at Skankfest. Who knows? There are you venues. Just got a whole bunch of Puminati excited. There's there's potential. I could shit my pants at any given moment. It could be at Skankfest. Who knows? People are going to come up to you and just randomly you should, squeeze you. Yeah, you oh, should no. shit your pants during your Cool Bean set. I would I, actually... No, that's rock and roll. Yeah. We could just channel Gigi Allen and shit all over the place. That's, that's rock and rape and roll, baby. I would like to extend an offer to Jenny Big Shits to conference call this gentleman, call into MSPH, and admit to him that you pooped in his bed. And we can get his reaction in real time. And then you can blackmail him or something. Yeah, we'll try to get money out of this <laughs> for you. Listen, you remember what happened on Jenny Jones when she brought people on with a secret to, to share? Let's not. That's a good point. We don't have the rude Jude buffer. Maybe we can get Jude to sit in. Like, hey, we're going to have a Jenny Jones moment. We need rude Jude now more than ever. Yeah, we need. We, I mean, we should have rude Jude on to begin with. Yeah, in a minute. I don't think oh, he lives yeah, in LA anymore. Oh, well, if only we had some sort of video conferencing software where he didn't have to be in LA. That's no fun. God, I miss Rude Jude. I'm All fucking right, well, hungry. Yeah, you know, I found too. one of the best tortas that I've ever had down the street in Long Beach. I'm pretty excited about it. You're eating tortoises now. Tortas. Have you ever had a torta? I know I'm saying it wrong. No, you're <laughs> not. not saying it. How are I'm you not... saying it wrong? It's five letters. What? What <sighs> letter? Or do you think which part of it do you think you're prince, prince, prince oh, mispronouncing? Should it be torte? Is it tortas? Torta? Tortaso? Torta? I don't know. It's gotta. It's gotta have a little more flair to it. Like I, I try saying horchata, and every Mexican I say that to kind of laughs at me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we know what you want. Like, oh, cool. So I figure I just say all. Mexican words, Spanish words, wrong. Uh, well, but torta, and it's very good. Mexican sandwich. I'm very Mexican happy for you, Sammy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I know it's not it's not the shitting my pants story that... Uh... Well, look, we're going to just leave that as a cliffhanger. If you want to hear more about Jeff and sandwiches, might I advise you to go to patreon.com slash Hour. You want to hear more about Jeff and sandwiches? Just dip in your wallet, get your debit card, go to Patreon.com. Yeah, and become become and a sign subscriber. Up. And listen to Jeff talk about sandwiches from many nations. <laughs> yeah. So we are about to kick off our almost our 200th Patreon show. I don't know exactly what we're up to, but we got like a couple weeks left before we hit our 200th Patreon podcast, and you can access all of them. The entire back catalog is there. Patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. Along with new show, Queef or No Queef. Um, this will be Patreon 198 this week. So three more. They're coming. 
It's coming, my friends. Um, and if you want to be a part of voicemails, yay, just call 201-472-0139 and leave a message after the beep. Or you can just shoot your emails to madscientistpartyhour at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff for Records. And at MSPH Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash madscientistpartyhour. Um, every little bit helps. As well as when you subscribe to the podcast and review us on Apple Podcast, Podcast, iTunes, whatever. Whatever the shit it is right now. Shuddy, you got anything? Nope. All right, well, there you have it, friends. But until next time, something. Give it up a ding, doing and boink. Oh, Zoom is updating. Why? Stupid ass Zoom. No one cares about your updates. Hmm. Let's see. Oh yeah. yeah. Fuck my pussy, I like it. Uh, hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck my pussy, I like it. Hello, friend. What up, Shuddy? Not much, yo. Oh. I feel like my stomach is in gastrointestinal distress What phrase did you just use gastrointestinal distress It's intestinal A L Nope intestinal It is not intestinal I feel like if I could blast off a gigantic fart I would feel much relief, but I don't have to fart. Maybe Dookie Boy can come by and suck a fart out of my ass. Well, I mean, he'll probably even suck your dick while he's there. Oh, you got any farts in your dick you want me to take care of? Oh, quack, quack, quack. Fuck. To boho totetsi. Boho totetsi. To boho I also bought some new toys this week, as you can tell by the change in the backdrop. I'm not going to lie. I could never tell if there has been a change in your backdrop. There's so much happening and I, happening and I have such a lack of an eye for detail. Agreed. And sometimes your tone is like kind of expecting us to pick up on it, and I never have any idea. It's literally, other than the pictures, the toys on the back are almost always different every week. Yeah, but the pictures are like the only thing that I like recognize or see. There, it out. does. There's so much going on that it is understandable. Like, for my view, there's no way I could tell 
that that Funko Pop in the left-hand corner, in my view, is any different than the one that was there last week. You're talking about right here? Yeah. Oh, those are all the same. The new Funko is right there. Right. Yeah. That stuff, the stuff on those is always the same. See, in this Funko Pop, He-Man has uh, a brown emblem, but the one that I switched it out for has burnt sienna. You guys didn't pick up on that? This one here is my new favorite. Is that a He-Man fuck doll? <laughs> it was. Oh, you're opening pop. it. It's already been opened. I bought it, and it. And I have to. You call yourself a o- collector. Open it. Ah, oh, you can't see. Hold just on. lost twenty percent worth of value right there. Let me move the marijuana. Oh shit! I dropped it. it. Oh. So it looks like Castle Grayskull with a drawbridge. I'm guessing if you pull that piece of cardboard down, you get to see the He-Man that's inside. Oh, Oh, you're constructing your own He-Man diorama. Ready for it? Oh, boy. Here we go. This He-Man display doesn't get you pussy. I don't know what will. Where's the fucking mouth? (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of cool. Where's the fucking mouth? There's a mouth on this thing. Man, you should have the driest penis in all the land. That's unfortunately an MSK. That's Jeff. That's Jeff. That's a chapter. It just goes to show you what sports will get you. I'm going to miss all the uh, skanky, spooky season IG uploads. I'm happy. Although it is kind of refreshing. We're going back to normal. Yeah, are you spooky seasoned out? A little bit. I ate so much fucking candy yesterday. We bought candy half for trick or We got robbed for our candy yesterday. I'll tell that. We can tell that story on the main show if you want. All right, yeah. Kids came out in droves after having spending 2020. Because it caught me so off guard that I just let it happen. You just let the candy just, rape and just yep, just let the, the the pillaging just yep go on. Oh man, because yeah, part of it I felt like was my fault, but also you know there were the children's parents present that I felt should have stepped in at some point, but just didn't. Wait, I'm confused. Are we still talking about trick or treating? Yeah. Oh, Big wow. black cock. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> Come on. The sound song. buttons are only fun when they're used to make fun of Jeff. Otherwise, they're lame. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking burn myself on the cedar. <laughs> fucking shuddy. We've got a freeze warning that 
coming through the Apple weather app out here. The lows during the night over the next 10 days are going to be like 30, 31, 32. Climate change ain't real my ass, you know? Don't you guys miss the east, the northeast? What is it, a nice balmy 70 degrees there today? It's a little cool at like 65, but I do not oh. miss the northeast. <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest. It's, it's 66, like- Shuddy, and I got to say, I'm bundled up. I have a fleece blanket on around my waist that you can't see because the camera's cutting it off. Do you really? No. Recording in progress. Oh, the narc. I'm fucking over football season. This is just this is just horse shit. I'll tell you what, I'm I over too, Final Fantasy actually. football. Yesterday could not have gone worse. And your team actually played this best game in years. I saw something that says... I saw a meme yesterday. I wish I saved it that said something to the effect like just when we were thought we thought we were finally going to get away from Howie Roseman, this fucking happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And Carson Wentz looked bad too. So I don't know. Howie Roseman had a nice little day. The whole Philly organization had a nice day. My fantasy football is just completely butt fucked and my big money ass raped in both leagues last night. Got in all three. I was supposed uh, to win by like 40 points, lost by five. <laughs> it's such in the Pooh FL, I scored a whopping 70 points. Yikes. I, I didn't put up much more, I don't think. Rat rat beat the shit out of me. And uh my big money league, I think five of my top seven draft picks are on the IR. Just like, okay, cool. Derrick Henry went down yesterday. He's like, oh, sweet. I literally have no reason to play anymore. I should have just like taken this money and lit it on fire instead. Everybody's got COVID. No, they all have pussies growing on their knees and stuff. Just like fucking sprained ankles, broken ankles, torn ACLs. It's not even COVID related. And it happens to me every single fucking year. And I have these clowns talking shit on our fantasy football group chat about how I suck. It's just like, you got to be kidding me. Like all my players get injured. It's dumb fucking luck. There's no one who could, no one could predict this shit. It's so aggravating. And on top of that, my team is probably going to get their fucking brains kicked in tonight. So it's just a full on Jeff Clark football gangbang in 2021 thus far. The only highlight or the only upside hopefully could be my gambling. But last week it was absolute fucking shit. Actually, that's not true. It sucked. Wasn't, wasn't the worst, but it sucked. So bummed out. Hey, I watched quiet place too this weekend. Didn't you already watch that? No, don't we want to maybe wait? For the podcast to start before we start reviewing stuff, I just feel like you guys are gonna go and in, go insane with the reviews, and I just have one. I only have one. I'll be quick about it. Okay, cool. Well, Shuddy, I have has... I have three, but they're all two out of the three are re- rewatches, gotcha. and one's a movie that you guys have already seen and discussed. So it's not. All right. Well, yeah. Let's save then. My bad. 
we've got the letterbox d game we've got my reviews those are the where i'm at for the main part of the episode that tease just made mike tyson jizz his pants what do you want to do that easter egg no no i'll do the the these and this abomination uh in the main episode this is going to kick off season two of the Soda Jerk. This is a oh, a little uh, main episode I, teaser for everybody. Let me go. I need to go grab my Soda Jerk cup, though. Nice. Oof, man. I was telling Shuddy before you got on, Jeff, that um, I feel like I'm bloated with gas, but... I don't have any farts to rip. I did leaving, you know, Rent Res place this morning. Right when I got in my car, ripped like a 35-second fart that sounded like when you blow up a balloon and you don't tie it off and instead you pinch the little nozzle and pull apart. <laughs> it was 35 seconds of that. Nice. You farted from fucking... Culver City to Westchester. <laughs> I still remember one time. I must have been like 18 or something because I was still living with my mom. This was before I had I ever lived in my first apartment. So I had to have been like 18. And I went out and drank a bunch of 40s and woke up in the morning with the worst case of beer farts. And while still laying in bed, I had a distended belly. And I farted for so long, I watched my belly just shrink like a balloon that was letting air out. It was fucking crazy. Which, by the way, happy belated birthday to St. Helen. Oh, I will, your mom's I will pass, pass that along. Yep. She doesn't listen to the podcast? The big five nine. Nope. I don't think she probably wanted you putting that out there. If I had to guess. Well, I mean, I'm pushing 40. It doesn't. It, it's one thing for people to do the math and figure it out on their own, than as compared to you just blurting it out. Look, my mom's gonna, not going to throw you some pussy because you're white knighting her in the Easter egg, Shuddy. I think we I don't need over... to white knight her for that, Kevin. <laughs> oh wow, this is turning to a pickup basketball game. I love it. <laughs> he prefers negging. Uh. I feel like once you get over 55, it's just bragging, right? I mean, I guess the life expectancy is older nowadays, but I mean, yeah, come again. I would just first. always err on the side of it's not polite to ask a woman or put a woman on blast for her age. Well, you know, women better than me, Shuddy, so I'll <laughs> defer to you. <laughs> what did you, uh, did you do anything for your mom? I mean, obviously, uh, Maybe you did some like birthday stuff when you were out there visiting her recently. Yeah, when I was visiting her, um, took her out to dinner, and I got her AirPods. The new Pro? No, 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 the regular ones. She doesn't need Pros. I don't need Pros. Who does? I just have the regular ones, too. I think they're coming out with a third-generation AirPods. I might upgrade my current versions, but... I don't know. I'm happy with mine. I don't think I need anything different about them. And she's been going on more walks lately, so I was like, yeah, this will... Make your walks more interesting. AirPods are just such a sweet gift. I've never met anyone 
I've met people and I know people who were skeptical on them or thought they would be like lame or not something they would use, but everyone who's gotten a pair of AirPods loves them. Man, this Easter egg's been going for so long. Dom already texted me to hit breaking news. Well, we, we did start late. Let's remember that, that that's man. And and Dom was not a second late on that text. When I told him four thirty, that was under the with the impression that we would get started recording at four o'clock. So we would have been through the Easter egg and just to the beginning of the episode right now. All right. Well, now I'm going to need you to remind me, Shuddy. Oh well, that's because the Dom reminder is in the past. I think uh, you just what we should do is uh, I need to actually pull up the the announcement. Um. You do the intro and then hit the breaking news button right at the beginning after Jeff and I say hello. Mm, I got something a little stronger to start with. All right. Well, then make a note. Here we go. Diva Craft is more important than me defending my title or competing in the goddamn MSPH Heavyweight Championship. You better have something great, Kevin, you motherfucker. I think I've got something good. Oh, you must shit your pants. I can't wait. <laughs> we shall see. From Los Angeles, California. And also, Jeff, you're not defending a title. All right, Chuddy, let's just start the goddamn show. Since you lost it last time. This is a mad scientist party hour. <laughs> <laughs> 